Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Now, you know I go around this planet finding the best humans on it to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. So I found somebody who's going to do just that, and his name is David Wood. He is a former consulting actuary for Fortune 500 companies. He built his world's largest coaching business. He's the author of the book, Mouse in the room, and he has survived a full collapse of his paraglider. Yo, for real? Okay, we got to talk about that. He had a fractured spine. He witnessed the death of his sister at seven, at age seven. He's uh, overcome anxiety and depression, and he now helps business owners and leaders become the badass leaders and people they want that people want to follow. So, David, that is a lot. And I didn't even read your whole bio. How are you doing? How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm feeling happy and content in this moment. I'm now excited about my trip to Atlanta today. I was nervous about it, but I used one of the one of the tools that I rely on and I was able to switch it from I'm anxious about this to damn right this is happening. This is yeah. awesome. So, uh and I'm glad to meet you and and be on the show. So right now life's pretty good. Good. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you have, you're running uh, today to do some other things, but I'm really excited that you're with us as well. So before we get started into the nitty gritty of David, we start off with knowing who you are. So David Wood, who are you? I'm someone who deeply cares and cares more than I realize a lot. Mm -hmm. You don't see it all the time because I seem like seem like I've got it all together and sometimes I can come across as aloof, but underneath it is a really big softy. And I think that's the reason I've been coaching for 23 years now. Mm. And the, the, you know, all healers, I think have had some kind of trauma. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, mm -hmm. I didn't learn how to discover my emotions. I didn't learn how to talk about them. I shut a lot of things down. And particularly when I had the trauma 
of my sister's death, apparently what happens is sometimes you just shut off feelings and you get really good at thinking. Now, the silver lining is uh, I became great at numbers and business and money and systems. I got paid to go to college and college was free in Australia. So talk about privilege. I got paid to go to college, had a job waiting for me. When I came out, I said, no, I need to travel for a year. And they're like, okay, job will be ready for you when you come back. And I got to consult to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon at the age of 24 on Park Avenue. So really privileged background. And I thought life was great until I realized that I wasn't happy and things weren't going well in my marriage. And so someone said, why don't you try this personal growth program and I said, no, those guys smile way too much and they all wear name, they all wear name tags. It's a cult. Well, it's hey, a maybe, cult. hey, maybe it is a cult, but I don't care because I got right. in and they cracked my heart open and they had me realize I knew nothing. This was back when, like 20, 25 years ago. I knew nothing about authenticity, integrity, right, 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 right. true influence, emotional intelligence, and leadership. Right, so, right. Now, and I've spent the last 25 years catching up and Mm -hmm. sitting with gurus and going around the world and working out what it means to be human. So now I'm unusual in my coaching in that I don't just focus on someone's business. I do work with business owners, but one session we work on the business and marketing and hiring and and systemizing. The next session we might be talking about how their partner's unhappy or they're yeah. not relating with their kid or mm-hmm. they're, they're out of integrity with themselves. And so I'm actually a generalist after mm-hmm. 54 years on this planet. There's a long answer to your question about who David Wood is. I'm a geek. I'm a total geek. Uh, my nervous system is quite fragile. And so I can't do a lot of things that other people do. Yeah. And yet sometimes I jump off a cliff or a mountain in Nepal and go paragliding <laughs> Uh, or fly to Atlanta today for my first movie shoot. Um, right. Oh, fun. Yeah. So there's a long answer to the question. No, that's a great, that, that's great. That, that gave me a lot of material. <laughs> so let's work on that. So right. 20, uh, so 20, 23 to 25 years ago, you got introduced to self-development. And yeah. well, I, I have a question. Did you ever go back to that job that was waiting for you? Oh, Yeah. Oh, they, they, okay. they, they were very clever. They said, why don't you work for us for a year first and save up some money? Then you can travel for a year and you'll have a job waiting when you come back. I'm right. like, how do you beat that? Right. So I did that. I went back to that company. But I realized when I was traveling for 11 and a bit months around the world that I wanted to keep doing it, but I couldn't afford to keep doing it. So I realized I really need a job transfer to live in another country so I can be paid while absorbing another culture. And I started talking about it and asking people and whispering in ears. And I got a job interview with the same company over in New York on Park Avenue and got the job at age 23. So that changed my life. I, uh, I moved over there. And uh, the U.S. is my second home. I've been here 20 years now, and I just keep on coming back. I can't stay away. (laughs) That's great. So um, talk to me about your adventures, because I know that as I was reading your bio that, you know, you got into a really uh, tragic accident, right, with your paraglider. Can you take us a little bit about that? 
yeah. You know, tragic is in the eye of the beholder. Right. Right. So, you know, something that's really traumatic for one person might, you know, might, it could be a pleasant day for another person. I've had a few dramas in, in life. I once had a full collapse at 300 feet above the ocean and I was plummeting towards the earth and I managed to reinflate it at 80 feet. Oh my God. Above the ocean. So I if had that not reinflated, I think I'd be dead. Right. Today. And um I kept on flying. I thought, no, I, I'm just gonna learn from this and I'm gonna grow. But then two two years later, I was in Colombia and I was only I was a foot above the ground. I was landing on top of a mountain in Colombia, and a little gust caught my wing and took me back into an area that wasn't quite safe. And I fell from 10 or 15 feet mm. onto my butt. And so it's interesting, the full collapse of 300 feet I walked away from, the 10 or 15 feet one, uh, I was taken to hospital in an ambulance. I had a compression fracture of the spine. And surprisingly, that was a good day. People say that must have been horrendous. No, what was horrendous was probably the pure terror as I was mm -hmm. plummeting, and then I was screaming in agony when I hit because it was very, very painful. Imagine, yeah. But within seconds, my mind clicked in and said, I, I wiggled my toes and I could move them. My mind said, and I've got this on video because I had my GoPro going, mm -hmm. and I said out loud, I know what this is. I'm okay. I can move my toes. This is because I'd had a, a parkour accident. You might be seeing a theme here. Um, I've always been an adventurer and I want to like push the edges. So I had a parkour accident where I had a compression fracture and I figured this is probably that. And you know what? Mm. It was. Mm. The first one wow. was L L3. This one was L4. People were nice to me. They were talking in Spanish and I was very calm. And then they left me alone for an hour in, in this, under this tin shed while I had to wait for the ambulance, uh, the worst part about that whole story for me was I needed to pee very badly because I've been flying for two or three hours and that's a long time for this bladder. And right. then I've been waiting for an hour. And even in the ambulance, when they'd stop the ambulance and I kept on saying, tengo que ordenar, tengo que ordenar, right. they'd <laughs> stop. And then two of them would roll me over with the, you know, I've got the yeah. thing. They'd roll me over, give me a bottle and look away. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pee. And I was worried about my bladder bursting. And the more I needed to pee, the more I couldn't. That right. was the worst part of the whole day when they finally left me alone with a blanket and a bottle in a hospital bed. One of the best moments of my <laughs> entire life. You are a trip. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so oh, I got funny. a lot of pee stories. But that, that was a good one. So how did you go into then from, um, you know, getting into self-development is one thing, but then getting into coaching is another, right? right? So what kind of, well, first of all, I didn't even ask you, what what kind of work were you doing when you were, you know, interviewing for these jobs and everything and, and you started to shift over into self-development? What were you doing at that time? I was a, a consulting actuary. Okay. So for people who don't know that what that is, um, they're the ones who work out what the insurance premium would be. So right. that a hundred years from now, the insurance company won't be insolvent. So really complex statistics and mathematical models and financial projections. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a nerd, right? right? I just happen to be a nerd with a personality and people are like, you're an actuary? What? Right. 
So I was a little bit like a fish out of water. But when I did this course, I found that I couldn't help coaching people in the course, like, because I retain things and I match patterns. Okay, and yeah, someone, yeah. Would, someone would be struggling with something. I'd say, well, did you hear what the teacher said yesterday morning about 9 a.m.? Why don't you try that? And they try it. And I changed somebody's life overnight. A woman who'd been uh, withholding an affair, she'd had an affair, and that's a secret she kept for 10 years from her husband, faced the possibility with me of coming clean purely for the sake of integrity and to give him the choice. Mm -hmm. I'm getting goosebumps right now. To give him the choice of whether or not he wanted to stay with her. Mm -hmm. And I watched her with tears streaming down her face, screw up her courage, and she went and did it. And she came back and reported to the class that the two of them felt that they were floating on air six feet above the ground in love that whole weekend after coming together in honesty. And I'm, I was hooked. I'm like, all right, show mm -hmm. me this coaching stuff. Show me how it works. So I kept on. I did a whole bunch of courses with that uh, company. I keep on meeting with teachers. I, I've got my own coach right now. I'm always learning. Yeah. And then as I learn, I get to pass on maybe something that I learned 30 years ago to a business owner, or it might be something that I've learned this morning that has mm -hmm. worked. Mm -hmm. I, some people, I think, like to present an idea like, hey, all my, all my work is done. I got it all together. And that's a, fair, that's a valid model. But if I can relate and I've got real empathy because I was yeah. thrown last week, I will yep. tell my clients, I will get down in the hole right with them. Yep. And I'll say, I totally understand. Here's something that, that, that might work for you. So I forget the question now, but that was fun answering it. No, I mean, I think that's really great and, and honest. That's honest because the truth is, is right, David. I mean, we're growing, we're evolving, we're trying yeah. new things all the time. And so if a coach tells you they got everything together, I don't know how much I would believe that. Although I think experience is good. It speaks volumes, right? Yeah. You say you have 20 something years under your belt, but if you're telling me you have it all together and you, you learn nothing new, uh, that, that is a flag to me. Yeah. Right? Thank, so, thank you. I yeah. look, I'll be transparent. I, I found out a couple of weeks ago, two people in my acting class were, had a problem with me and they got, they didn't tell me, they went and told the teacher. I felt my ego was hit. Mm -hmm. Like I was devastated because I try really hard to communicate well. I've written books on communication right. and now I find out right. people are unhappy. And then a week later, um, I lost a $200,000 coaching contract that I thought was, was pretty stable. And it was like, that's a big number, yeah, you know? And I was like, wow. And so it shows you where the work is yet to be done. Yeah. And so I had to go through it just like anybody else. Now, I will say I'm feeling pretty proud that some of those things I moved through in like, like the first one, 24 hours. I think the next one was, was maybe a week to really process it and go into the ins and outs and feel the feelings. But my work is likely never, ever to be done. Right. Um, I coach business owners from earning as low as 200,000 a year, up to a hundred million a year. And a lot of these people quite similarly, have got a lot of stuff worked out. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. high performers. 
Right. But we've all got our shadows and we've all got those blind spots. We've all got the parts where something could actually get us and go, mm. oh, ouch. <laughs> and in those moments, it can be very hard to navigate through it alone or even with the 20, 30 good friends you have. And that's when I I personally will reach out to, to my coach and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm thrown. I cannot see which end is up right now. And then, you know, we talk it through get square. And then it's like, okay, thank you. I think I know the way forward right now. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal is to provide that to people, both when they're really struggling, um, which ideally is very rare, but also when things are good and they Mm -hmm. just want to go to great, because I want to make the distinction in my mind, therapy is usually working with people who might be struggling a lot and maybe in more than one area, maybe. And I can't speak for therapists, but coaching, I used to work with people uh, like that and it just wasn't rewarding for me. I can do it, but it's more fun for me to work with people who are successful, kicking ass, taking names, already doing some great stuff. And every now and then, yes, there'll be something that throws them for sure. Mm -hmm. But mainly Mm -hmm. we can look at going from good to awesome instead Mm -hmm. of going from really bad to good. That's just not my zone. But I have a lot of respect for people who who do do that work because we need it all. Yeah, yeah, we do. But, you know, you're the same for your coach that you look for in your client, right? Like you're a high performer as well. So you reach out to your client, your um, coach, because your coach is dealing with a high performer, too, that knows what he's doing and just wants to go to that next step. It's what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's got a coach and she's got her teachers as well. And the whole, the whole circle goes around. Yeah. It's it's so hard to do it for ourselves. You can't read the label from inside the jar. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, Nina, I often assume I'm very arrogant and I often assume I'm the smartest person in the room. And in many rooms, it may be true, but I can't see what I can't see. And my coach, like one example, uh, I wasn't feeling happy where I live because there are some noises in a, in this apartment building and I couldn't move because I'd already worked it out and there are good reasons not to move. And she helped me see, wait a minute, aren't those reasons kind of historic? Like you had all these things you had to focus on. So you didn't have the space to move, but now you've launched your book. You've got your, uh, acting school set up. You're doing this and that, and you've got a bit of space now. Isn't that historic? Hadn't seen it. Right. Had it right, right under my nose. Right. It's right. like, you know what? Yeah. I do have the, the space and the surplus to, to, to move now. So it's, oh, and the other thing about coaching, and now I'm talking to people, maybe if you haven't had a coach and you're not sure um, about where it kicks in. A guy asked me yesterday, so you're like a consultant. You come in with the answers. And I said, well, look, after 20 something years of business coaching, I got a lot of good ideas, but at least half the coaching sometimes is I'll ask the questions that have the client work out their, their great idea, or as they're talking it out, they go, oh, snap. And I've had that multiple yeah. times. Just yeah. prepping for the coaching session, I get insights. And then while I'm talking out the problem, sometimes it just becomes so clear what needs to happen. So coaching isn't always rocket science with a genius, although that's great if you can get it. It's really creating a space where you focus on your life and your business for at least 30 minutes a week. That's it. And see how you can be doing better. 
Yeah, that is so true. It's one of the biggest joys I think I found in my life is coaching. I think it's it, it has really I've oh, I've coached for a while, but it's uh beautiful to see the transformation like you said, just even in that example that you used with the infidelity, right? When you can impact somebody's life that way, that it's just something about it that's just absolutely addicting. It could be addicting to be a coach, I think, right? I'm enjoying it so much. So, and I'm learning a lot about myself. Like, it sounds like that's what you're doing too, David, like you're really oh. sitting back and learning tons about yourself in the process. That's Still, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's a sore point. Yeah. Oh, ego doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right? oh, I'm, I, oh, I'm worried about being shunned by a community because it's happened right. before and, and people right. talk, Oh, okay. And then pull out the yeah. tools and do the work. I'm going to be doing the work, doing work on the, on the plane because I'm in a spiritual awakening program now. And uh, there's a lot of tapping uh, from oh. emotional freedom technique yeah. involved yeah. in it. I'm like, great. That gives me something to do on the plane. Yeah. Um, it's helpful. Yeah. It's very helpful. Tapping. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so many stuff. tools. One of the problems though, is knowing the information doesn't really help us. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I got one client who's probably, uh, he's doing really well. Company's doing like 20 million a year. They, they're doing great. Um, and one thing he said, he's like, you know, a lot of the stuff you're giving me, not all of it, but some of it I've heard before. I already know it, but because I've paid you and I'm showing up in this, I actually go and do the homework and I try it out. And some of this stuff's actually really working. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I realized this morning I was given these great stretches by a body guru uh, and I haven't been doing it. And I'm complaining that I'm, my shoulders are tight in the morning. It's like some of the, <laughs> we all know how to get healthy, but yeah. that information doesn't get us healthy. Right. It's, it's whatever's going to get you into action often. And that's, that's where it. I think that's it. I'm a fan of coaching because like when I, when I have my session with my coach, I want to know what are my actions? What am I committing to? What am I writing down? Yeah. And what, how am I, how, how am I going to set it up so that I will remember to do those things? Right. And right. it doesn't just become a nice idea because if you right. rely on that, if you rely on nice ideas at the right time and for everything to fall in your lap, um, it might be working well for you. And if it is great, like going in by flow is a very valid method. But for people who are like, I like what I got and I want more, I want to shift my operating yeah. system, I want to upgrade, that's when we've got to like put some things into time and space. That's and that's it. where the nerdy side of me and the system side from those first 27 years of life come in so handy because I'm really great at translating deep, translating deep insights into time and space. That's good. That's yeah. really good. So talk to me about your book. Talk to me about Mouse in the Room. I would uh, love is, to. Yeah. Is that recently to. published? Yeah, June. It came oh, out wow. in, okay. in, in June. Um, Mouse in the Room, Because the Elephant is Not Alone. That's the title. And it's a I book. Love it. uh, it's it's basically how to lead yourself in uh, yourself and others at home and at work. So it's a leadership mm -hmm. book and it's a leadership book because, well, wait, I'll pause on that. Thomas Leonard, who's sometimes credited as the father of modern coaching, said 80% of business coaching is personal. 
And I was on a hike with a, a, a man who's maybe 75 and he's mentored and coached a lot of people. And his viewpoint on coaching, on business coaching, was that it all comes back to relationships. Yep. All of it. So I wrote this book because I found in my life, um, as a kid, I, 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 no one said to me, what are you feeling, David? What are you feeling? Oh, you're feeling angry? Say more about that. Where mm -hmm. is that in your body? Do you mm -hmm. want to beat a mm -hmm. pillow? I can totally get why you're angry. We said we're going to the zoo and now we're not. That makes a lot of sense. That wasn't the upbringing I had. And most humans didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So we learned to hide a lot of our experience and just let out to the world what we think is going to fly. And that's great. It's a valid um, survival mechanism. You know, you're not going to blurt out a whole bunch of stuff because you might right. cause some damage. But I wrote this book because we all know the expression, the elephant in the room, and we should address it. If I showed up here without a shirt on, and once I was on a podcast interview and the guy actually had no shirt, that's an elephant in the room. It's like, right. wait a minute. And if you say nothing, it's weird. Right. So, so, <laughs> right. Right. And there's a disconnection straight away. So right. yes, we should address the elephant. But I wrote the book because what about all the creatures in the room that are much more subtle? What about your feelings? What about your, your thoughts that you haven't shared? What about maybe you felt disappointed by someone last week and you don't want to say anything because it'll be weird. Maybe you're feeling, um, oh, I was on the phone to someone who let me try out her guest house for a few days to see if it would be a fit for me. And on the phone, as I was telling her no, I got a little emotional because she was such a great host and she brought me like chicken wings and food at night and whatever. And I, it was, that's a mouse. The fact that I was feeling a little emotional yeah. on the phone and I just named it. I said, I'm feeling a touch emotional. It meant a lot to me that you provided such care. You could be disappointed with someone. You could be attracted to someone. You could uh, be annoyed that they're late to a meeting. You might have a desire mouse that you that you want to be more included or you want more appreciation uh, in your relationship. Right. All of these things are valid mice that could be named. And in the book, we have a chapter on why they, they don't get named. One is that you probably haven't spotted them. Some of them you're not even aware of. They'll just come out as complaint. Um, so getting clear on them is the first step. Secondly, you probably don't have a good roadmap on how to name those things. So if you just come and blurt it out and say, hey, I'm pissed, we need to talk. That's bullshit that I wasn't included in that meeting last week. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't go very well. Right. So in the book, I include a roadmap. There are eight different kinds of mice that are identified, and it's a very easy read. It's 100 pages. And okay. I wrote this for mainstream. You don't have to be a communications major. It's a very simple language. And the idea is to encourage you and your family and your staff and your boss and your coworkers to have a new language that says, hey, can I name a mouse with you? Have you heard mm -hmm. that expression? It's kind of like an elephant in the room, but it's way smaller. Yeah. It's yeah. way smaller. Can I name a mouse with you? I want kids going up to their parents saying, mommy, can I name a mouse with you? Yeah. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be like, yeah. What do you, mm -hmm. once you've read the book, you'd be like, I totally get what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think this will bring the world 
closer together. I think we could all use this no matter what level we're at. So it's an encouragement and a prime to have us authentically show up as we are so mm-hmm. that the universe can give us a valid response. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I really like that. I like that. I, I, there's a few things that are going through my mind as you're, as you're talking, because you know, I, first of all, I like the play on the book, right? You put an elephant there, but it's called mouse in the room. I like that play. That Thank was you. Very You've strategic. Got to look for the mouse. Yeah. That's the point, right? You got to, it's in between it's in, well, I'm not going to tell you where it is on the book cover. You got right. to find it. Right. <laughs> Good. And I also, you know, think about, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, my brain, I'm always like curious and always looking at things and, and I'm very visual. So I'm thinking of how mice can also be very destructive, even though they're little. Right. Mm. And so it makes me think about how that little mouse not being addressed, not being, you know, shown, not being exposed can cause a lot of destruction. Right. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it comes out in complaining. Uh, it comes out in bad feelings towards somebody, but you don't even know why, you know, like yeah. those kind of things. That's really they good. Breed. They breed yeah. as well. They breed. Um, yes. Let, a let's, lot. Take, let's take, yeah. for example, that woman I helped in that first course. She was we could call her my first unofficial client. She had a huge mouse on her hands. Right. Um, in that she had an affair for 10 years and not told that. Now, it's not an elephant in the room because both parties don't know about they it. They know about it, right. So it's a mm-hmm. mouse, but it's a rodent of unusual size for any Princess mm-hmm. Bride fans. Mm-hmm. It's huge. That was destroying the connection. Right. Now, little you by little. Have, yep. Yeah, you can have small things. Um, because I'm in acting class, a lot of things come up for me around acting class. And I realized I was leaving early. You're supposed to get there on time and stay until it finishes. It's a four-hour class, ends at 11 o'clock at night. I've had chronic fatigue for 15 years. And so it's really hard for me. And so I'd been leaving at nine and it seemed like it was okay. But I realized on an interview like this one that I had a mouse on my hands. Mm. I was worried that this was a problem and that someone was going to speak up at some point. Every time I felt like I was slinking out. Right, right. And so finally I went and I sat down with my teacher and I just said, I didn't say, can I name a mouse? Cause she hadn't read the book, but I said, right. you know, something's been on my mind and it may be nothing, but can I talk about it so I can clear, you know, clear the air and not worry yeah. about it. And she's like, oh yeah, what's going on? I said, I've been leaving at nine. It's working for me really well, but I want to know, you to know, I mean, no disrespect. I have a health issue I'm managing. And as long as you're okay with it, I'd love to continue doing this. And, and I'm coming to every single class and she's like, you do what you need to do. It's totally fine. So now I know if anyone else mentions it or whatever, I've got someone who knows the story who's, who's right. got my back right. and it's, it hasn't two months hasn't right. been an issue. And even now I don't feel like I have to like leave when she's not looking. I actually, she'll be out there having a cigarette and I'll, I'll just salute and I'll say, that was a great class. Thank you. Good night. She's like, all right, go home and rest. In fact, check this out. There was one class where it was starting to get up to nine o'clock and she looked over at me across everybody and just mouthed the words, don't you need to go? And she's just mm-hmm. looking at the clock. She was looking out for me. Right. Right. After, after months of like trying to like slink out and take care of myself alone felt so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Nina, the magic that's available in movies 
The reason we watch movies is to get those magic moments from movies. Mm -hmm. That magic is available in our day-to-day life Mm -hmm. if we are Mm -hmm. willing to take the risk to artfully name our mice. They won't all go well. I promise you that. They won't all go well. That's right. But even if they don't go well the first time, you're likely to get a second round or a third round. And even if it doesn't go well, how do you know that isn't what wasn't supposed to happen? Right. Right. And it might not go well, but you know what I think also, David, is internally you'll feel better. So it will go well. Right. So at least if you can at least talk about it, communicate it, expose it, you know, it might not go well. The person might not receive it well. And sometimes that's okay because there's nothing you can really do about that. But you can help you. You can help you out by doing that. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. I think people underrate this. This, this concept. We think it's about the external results. No, I was once at a conference with people I was very intimidated by, Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup, John, mm-hmm. who was generous enough to write the forward to Mouse in the Room, by the way. It's a beautiful forward, awesome. uh, a plug for Jack's forward and the book. Uh, you know, John Gray from Mars and Venus, uh, an Oscar-winning producer, Oprah Winfrey's executive producer. I was like so intimidated I made four scary requests of people, bold requests. And I realized when I left the conference that the true win was that I named my mice. I named my desire mice. I felt good. I had taken right action. And as someone put it a month ago, I overheard them talking. She said, I did my half today. That's all I needed to hear. I didn't need to hear anything else. I did my half today. And so when you speak up, like I'm about to jump on a plane, right? I get mm-hmm. nervous when when the seats bumped from behind me because I had kids picking on me, you know, when I was eight from mm-hmm. behind me. So it drives me nuts. So now I've learned before anything happens, I just turn around and say, hey, how you doing? Can I ask you a big favor? I get nervous when I fly and bumping the seat makes it a little harder for me. If you could just put a little extra attention on trying not to bump the seat, I'd be so grateful. And I know accidents happen. There's not a lot of room. Every single person has been like, oh, you got it. Yeah, no problem. But even if they didn't, even if they said, screw you, I relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I said it. it. And sometimes they do bump the sea. There's some people that are a bit unconscious or whatever. For some reason, I'm chilled. I spoke up. I did my half. Right. And so you did your half. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't control the emotion of the other person. So even like in your example, in the airplane, if that other person decides to be a jerk and doesn't care what you say and, and does what they do, you've done your part. You cannot control someone else. Right. You have, but you have spoken up for David and that's, what's important. I agree with that a hundred percent. And let's take it further. I've now got more information. Right. If they, if they're like, you know, if they maybe they had a really bad day or they just Mm -hmm. like to be, uh, argumentative, then I know it's time to move seats. Right. 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 Not that, right. So even if it doesn't seem to go well, my, one of my teachers years ago said the mind is neurotic and we don't have a billionth of the information we need to make the perfect decision. We don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. We don't know mm-hmm. the future. We don't know all the variables and we're trying to control it all. Mm-hmm. I, with this book, my aim is to unravel a lot of those layers of control and protection using the roadmap, right? Don't just blurt it out, but use what I call the 3D process, mouse naming in 3D. 
And by the way, it's a free download. I'll tell listeners at the end where they can download it for free, this worksheet. Um, by using that, oh, I was on a great thread right there and it just popped out of, out, <laughs> out, out of my, my head. But it was something about this, this idea of speaking speaking the truth. All right, un, un, get rid of all those layers by yeah. using this and doing it artfully, you can come into true connection with someone. Yeah. I had, a, I had a guy on a hike yesterday, just met the guy, sharing me something very deep and personal about um, his world, started having tears, and it was a beautiful, wonderful connection. But because he was brave enough to name his mice, it gave me a chance to respond and me to open up and me to be with yeah. him and say, hey, yeah. if you ever need to talk. We we got closer, I think, on that hike than I would probably get in 50 meetings with the average person. Right, right. It's right, mouth I totally name. get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. That uh, book sounds amazing, David. I know that people who are listening are probably like, okay, all right, David, we're convinced. Let's get the book. So yeah. David, uh, and not only just get the book, I know that you're also coaching people and all of that. So I need you to give us all that before we close out and your free worksheet, like where they can go get that. Yeah. So um, give us all that information so people know where to reach you, support you, work with you, all that stuff. Thanks. Yeah. I'll give you one link where you can go. And I'll also give you... Um, I'll give you my direct email address. If you, you know, a lot of yeah, the stuff on my website is free. If you have a question, if there's something I can help with, uh, my email address is david at mouseintheroom.com. Please don't add me to any mailing lists. Uh, that's my private email. But if right. you if you would like to reach me or ask me a question or if I can help you in any way, please, please reach me at david at mouseintheroom.com. If you want the download, uh, and there's one link for, for all the stuff I'm going to mention now, mouseintheroom.com. Look on the top left. It's not obvious, but top left at mouseintheroom.com. It'll say mouse naming in 3D, free download. Print off 20 of those worksheets if you like and just have them ready. And whenever you've got something you're not quite sure how to bring up with anybody in your life, easy worksheet. It'll ask you a few questions, just take you through it. You'll get clarity and the worksheet will help you decide if it's a mouse worth naming. Oh, that's cool. Because that's, that's the really second cool. D in the three yeah. Ds. It's, awesome. it's uh, discover, decide, and then disarm the other person so that they're ready to receive it. That's all there in the worksheet. So do that and you don't even need to fork out $12.95. Right. If this calls to you and you want to get the book, yeah, mouseintheroom.com. It's got a link to Amazon where you can go and get it, uh, an electronic copy or you can get the print version. And if you've been thinking, you know what, I think a coach could help me enjoy my life more and to make more money in my business. Um, oh, here's a little plug for my coaching. A client reached out this week and said, I'm going to speak to a group of high level entrepreneurs. They're all making millions. And the title of my talk is going to be how hiring a business coach helped me double revenue and cut my workload by 80%. How's okay. that for the title of a talk? And so he's going to share with them the process of working with me. So there's a plug for my coaching. Yeah. Um, that's where it begins. As you can tell, we begin with a business, but we don't end with a business. Mouseintheroom.com, up the top, you'll see coaching in the menu. Click there and apply for a session. 
There's awesome. a really cool form I have that will ask you some probing questions about your life. It'll take five to 10 minutes. Even if we don't work together, I hope you find that very valuable to work out what matters to you and what yeah. you want next. And if you do decide to continue and request a session, I don't charge for those initial sessions because it's how I find the right people to work with. I'll charge you if we do go forward for sure. But that first session is is on me because that's how we find out if we connect. Yeah. Mountaintheroom.com. Awesome. David, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're flying out and all that, but yet you still you still made the time to be on with me today. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. you're, you're, thank you very much. This was a lot of fun for me and I'm glad to meet you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.